Put your arms around me, Mavis. Put your arms around me, Mavis. Why is my goat upside down? Look, now he's the proper direction. He is sitting on his bum. I just wanna fly! Episode of how you, how you unfurled doing? on Thursday, July twelfth, twenty eighteen. Thursday, July twelfth, twenty eighteen. Just in case, uh, for some reason, someone is listening over the years and they don't know what year timestamp. Someone downloaded all the MP3s and didn't actually date stamp any. In, of in them. case we actually do enough episodes, that one day there is there comes a point where uh, uh, there is a uh, multitude of years to choose from that one might get confused about. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, we are on what's this episode thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-eight with, uh, and we're on episode thirty-eight, uh, starting from episode negative seventy. It, it's technically episode one hundred and nine. My <laughs> fucking god! Yeah. My See, that's God. the thing is, by having started at negative seventy, just doesn't feel like we've done it very much. Yeah, we've been we've been at over a year. Yeah, there's been over a year's worth of episodes that's, that we've been going on. That's weird. Yeah, and much better than our last two attempts. Yep. I think more, this is actually like legitimately the longest we've gone. More longerer. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Well, it, I mean, we have more episodes now than we had in our entire previous run by 30. Cool. Well, by 38. What the? F- uh, <laughs> this is not good this, radio. This is my new fish tank, everyone. <laughs> I, I bought a fish tank. Its name is Can you Adam. hear it? Nope. Oh. Sorry, ran out of water. Fish out of water! Fish out of water! Ah! 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 Uh, so, how's everyone's week? Terrible. I haven't been here in a while. I also Nights. haven't been here in a while. Um, been a while. No, I've been here in a while. You were here last week. Yeah, but that's that was a while. <laughs> it's at least seven days. <laughs> at the very least. And most. Uh, Maybe. Why I does... Don't know. Why does our episode show as not being live? You know why? Uh, did you fuck it? I, I think. Are, pe- are people coming? Oh, yeah. It's not live? Carr has said the stream is dead. Long live the stream. Uh, what the fuck happened? I don't know. Derp. We fix it. Well, it's it's uh-huh. fixed now. Oh, is it? Oh, it's good now? Is it? We're okay. Oh yeah, 
It says live. You are going live. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what happened? What? what? I accidentally touched this. Oh, ah. it paused. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> which uh, that uh, uh, that caused the uh, the stream over there to transition to just our picture. <laughs> <laughs> so I I accidentally transitioned us to the picture. God damn it! I'm so good at this technical. And the people listening uh, after the fact for just the audio episode came along that ride with us. Yeah, that, that, good. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they also had no idea that I had broken the stream that they weren't watching until <laughs> just now. Until just confused? now. Yeah, you know what? I I approve of these technical difficulties. Yeah. Stop breaking things. So, um, you got a needle and thread? Uh, no, but I do have a new job. No, you yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah, I just signed an offer letter. Federal, Excellent. Federal dick inspector. Uh, I mean, that'd be <laughs> fun. That's my night job. Thank you very much. Yeah. I mean, well, sorry. Federal dick inspector <laughs> would be fun sometimes and probably usually really gross. You know what? It's exactly, it's exactly the argument. I, I don't want to know what kind of really gross smegma dicks I'd be forced uh, to look at all fucking day. Here's, this, is, this is that, that like... Everybody wants a nude beach until they go to a nude beach. Oh, yeah. I, I've been on one. It's nothing to write home about. No, no, no. Because the only people that essentially want to be nude at a nude beach are the people you don't want to be nude at a nude beach. So it's kind of... No, it's true. Like, it, it really. Like, it, it, it really is. Like, you go there... Yeah, you go there and you're just like, no. No. This... No. <laughs> yeah. No. No. My um, the the best imp- er, thing I've ever seen for a nude beach is the scene out of Euro Trip. Ah, definitely. Euro Trip nails nude beaches. Pretty much. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen Euro. We'll Trip. make you watch it. It's, okay. It's one of that genre of movie I actually enjoy. Oh. And there's not a lot of them. I which what genre of movie is that? Like American Pie and stuff like uh, that, right? It's the, the raunchy comedies. Like. I've never really enjoyed those either. This one's really funny. I mean, for me, there's a specific kind of comedy that I like, and anything else to me either comes off as cheesy or lowbrow. Like, I don't like sketch comedy a lot. It's not my thing. You know, so all that SNL stuff is, I'm not really big on, except for, like, sometimes they get it right, and it's really funny, but, like, 99% of the time, I'm just like, eh, I don't care. You're dead to me. Um, I really like, uh, I liked Colbert, the original Colbert report that I like that. That to me is funny. Satire is funny. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, raunchy humor was never that big of a fan. I think it's the same reason I really liked Tosh because that was Tosh's whole thing too, was just pure satire of the kind of people that exist in the world mm-hmm. um what else uh awkward humor i was never a big fan of so that's all of the a lot of that's uh, a lot of the american pie type yeah movie. like the hey hey everybody watch somebody be really embarrassed for a while 
And all that happens is instead of laughing at them, I just feel bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just embarrassed You're not on their behalf. To Hal. That's the wrong direction. Yeah, well, that's the thing is I just feel embarrassed on their behalf. That's all that happens. Because um, it hits like sometimes. Sometimes some of that humor hits like too close to home. A little <laughs> bit. And then you're just like, like instead of being humorous, I'm like, this is my nightmare. Well, it it goes one like extreme direction or the other. Yeah. It either hits too close to home, or you're just like, I've been there. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, actually, usually for me, it's either it hits too close to home, or I'm like, this is completely unrelatable. <laughs> this has never happened. <laughs> I uh, I've th- never. Yeah. Um, so well, we should sit down and watch it. Cause yeah. It, it's funny. The the, and and when it comes to stupid humor, I'm also very picky. There are certain shows, certain movies that I really liked and some in the exact same genre that I hated. So a good example of that is um, Anchorman, Legend of Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. I loved that movie. That is one of my favorite films. It's not in the top 50, but easily top 100. Um, I think a lot of it too had to do with the fact that it was satirical in a way, but then at the same time, Talladega Nights despised it. I hated it. I made it about half an hour in and I'm like, this is fucking dumb. And I just turned it off. I, so I kind of get, I kind of get where you're coming from with that. Now I love them. Like I do love them both. Like I love most of those films. But honestly, pretty much all of them. But I can kind of see where, why the subject matter of, like, Anchorman would be more alluring and why you would like that more than Talladega Nights. Well, because, like, that that whole, like, Talladega Nights or, you know, there's so much room for activity. Like, a lot of it just gets to a point where it's just too stupid, but at the same time trying to exist in reality where you're just like this is this is not a thing that would ever yeah. happen. Yeah. Whereas Anchorman: The Legend of Ron Burgundy entirely exists outside of reality. Literally, and it knows it does. Yeah, yeah. Literally, every character in Anchorman is like that. Whereas in Talladega Nights, there's sane people thrown in with it. Yeah. And it, it just makes everything really jarring and fucking weird. Yeah, no, yeah, I no. I agree with you there. I find that harder. I find it harder to watch. Yeah, like with with Anchorman, Anchorman comes off more as like a satire of the state of the media. Yeah, right. So it's just taking the entire world and how they treat news media and making the whole thing insane. Whereas Talladega Nights felt more like they have really stupid people. In reality, yeah, you no, know? I can see what mm-hmm. you're talking about. Yeah, nobody's really like there was maybe like I don't know the odd character, like Veronica. Yeah, was basically like the one sane character. You just like it's okay and, to have a dash and, of sane, but but, but the, <laughs> the problem is when you have something that anchors it to reality. Yeah. Well, now everything is happening in the real world, and and the shit they do just isn't acceptable. It, yeah, it just how doesn't make sense, yeah. right? Uh, it's the same reason, like, uh, what was it? What was another good one that was really done? Hot Rod, right? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic movie. Because literally every single character in that show was a caricature. It was a cartoon in live action. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know this movie. Oh, oh it's so good. Yeah. Andy Sandberg. It's yeah, so it's, funny. It's Andy Sandberg. He plays a wannabe small town stuntman kid doing things like taking bikes off of oh, sweet jumps. Okay. Yeah. And the whole movie, everyone's a fucking caricature. Yeah. Right, there is no real life in this movie to the point where there's literally a scene where he's like walking down the street with his friends to go do this epic thing, and there's like you know the 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 '80s movie ballad, like the the uh, what is it, the montage ballad? Yeah, there's. We're not gonna live with this, whoa! Like, and there's like, and then there's suddenly there's like a choir, and then they're like walking down the street, all epic, and then like suddenly people start like coming outside and walking down the street with them, and it's like this big epic march, and then it just breaks down into a fucking riot, <laughs> like a literal <laughs> riot, and it, it like, and then it's. That shit to me is funny because it's a satire of actual 80s tropes and shit. And again, there's nothing grounding the movie to any form of reality. Mm -hmm. no. um, so, yeah. And that, that, I think that's the problem I have with most Will Ferrell movies that I don't like is that everyone is sane except for the main characters who are all fucking just... It's so far removed from any real yeah. life situation that it's hard to have them like just... Like you know, they just kind of got added. Either everyone's part. a cartoon character or nobody's a cartoon character. Pick one. You can't have both, right? And unless you're making Roger Rabbit, don't do that. Yeah, that's that's about. But that's what that movie was about, though, right? Uh, so at least someone is asking me what I feel about uh, Monty Python. Um, Monty Python is it's okay. Different, like. It's, I, I didn't grow up with it. I have no nostalgia for it. I mean, some of the quotes are kind of funny, but I tried sitting through the Holy Grail or whatever, and I was like, this is kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing is, if you didn't grow up with it, it, it definitely... I just it's so British in its in its delivery. Yeah, and I just I don't have the nostalgia for it. See, for me, I have a lot of nostalgia for it, but there's a lot of it that just doesn't I don't care about. <laughs> well, Ugh. and honestly, you look at it's it like you said, it's British humor. British humor, it, it's no different than if you ask people if they liked the the original office more or the new office or they liked them both because the original office is is like Sahara Desert dry British humor. Yeah. And if you don't like that, I you're obviously going to like the new style office yeah. that's like wacky and kind of... I do like the new office uh, and also Arrested Development because, again, those shows, every character in the show is, is a caricature. Yes. It's comedic, right? It's right? a ridiculous, like, far removed and, and from... And everyone is ridiculous except for, like, maybe one... And in those cases, their reaction is in and of itself the joke. Yeah. Because their job is to stand there going, what, what the, the actual fuck just happened? Yeah. Like and, and like, that's the thing is, is in those cases, those characters are basically like the, the writers going, yeah, but like, what if this actually happened? And the, the inevitable reaction is this is insane and unacceptable. Yeah. Right. And that, you know, so that is okay. 
But like when you just try to like if the office existed in the real business world, yeah, like no. not not like everyone's fired. The end. Yep. Like you know, so and that's why you know, and and those characters that they introduce that are like quote unquote real life people are they're like they're still a little detached from reality and they do it few and far between and again only for added comedic effect mm -hmm. right um and then so there was one other that somebody mentioned in the chat sorry i'm just got to pull it back up Jeez. uh napoleon dynamite there's another good example everyone in the movie was yeah i've never seen it it's it was it was funny there uh, was there was funny parts but it definitely got lazy. It did. Like, it, it got to the point where it's just like, all right, I, I understand he's, he's, he's a little upset at what's going currently on. But, you know, I, <laughs> and it, it's just kind of like, you know what it is? My best. My, 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 fa my favorite part of that movie by far was the I spent like three hours doing the shading on your upper lip. But like, and she just got like this mustache. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a there's certain like don't get me wrong. There's definitely parts of it where I'm just like solid. That's good. <laughs> but there is parts where the only way I can describe it is the comedy drifts away. <laughs> like that is actually the only part I can describe it where they like into something funny, but they lose momentum <laughs> and the train just sort of goes choo, like off a, like off a cliff, <laughs> and I'm just like. Where's the where's the punchline? What happened? <laughs> and yeah, the the train just shoosh, shoosh, it just like like it goes like it goes off into the distance. There, and you're just like there's where? nothing worse in a in a movie like that to a great setup with no follow through. <laughs> yeah. You're just Where like, this is perfect. Where is this up, going? And then it just sort of fades into the distance. Yeah, yeah. right. Just changes scenes, and you're like, <laughs> but. No, yeah. there's more, right? Yeah, and and like another, I think actually the best way to put it, like the way the things that need to happen for me for a comedy to be good is proper theming. I think I think theming is the word that I'm gonna go for. Well, definitely, because like, like Scott Pilgrim, there's another good example of a comedy movie that I enjoyed. That's so well done. And again, every single character in that movie fits the theme. Yeah, definitely. Right? So it, it's like no one's out of place, right? And it's especially a pro like having an out of place character, fine. But when the main characters are the ones that are out of place, that's that it just comes off as stupid kind I, of thing. I don't know. I think it's also not like abusing like my favorite part of Scott Pilgrim, and I, like I watch that movie endlessly. And I think my favorite part of it is that they don't just go, "Look, we're making a video game like movie." <laughs> like they don't, they don't do that, which I fucking love. They're just like, "Here's like awesome little little bits tiny hints right? to yeah. show you like little bits here, and we'll put a little happy little video game reference over here." Yeah, happy little don't video do what game pixels did. Over here. No. That's what I mean. That was just like. Video games, look, and you're just like pretty much anything with Adam Sandler and Paul Blart. <laughs> uh, they're just the I like worst. how you don't even like call him Kevin James. They're just like Blart. I don't even. I didn't even know his name was Kevin James. <laughs> He's like, the Paul Blart guy forever. I, you know, and like you watch that movie, and you're just like, I want it to be good, but it it just not. It just pixels like, was awful. No, and, and Pixels used, like, there's so much nostalgia in that movie. Yeah. And if you pack 
that much nostalgia in a movie and people still walk away disappointed? Oh, like you know what I rewatched just recently, actually? What's that? Ready Player One. I still haven't seen it. Really? Still have not. I rewatched it and I don't think I liked it as much as I thought I did. Yeah? Yeah. I thought it was all right. And, like, that's the thing is I walked out of it originally with, like, yeah, that was cool. It wasn't as good as the book, but that was okay. But that's understandable, though. Yeah, it's, it's never, never going to be as good as the book. It's no. different because you, you create your own expectations with a book. Yeah. You create your own setting the way it looks, but your own characters the way they look. They did a bunch of really lazy shit that I didn't like in it. And, like, on second watch, it was blatantly obvious the shit that they did like and like the scenes that really stuck out to me were ones like towards the end when they're having this big epic battle and i'm gonna try not to spoil things no spoilers yeah uh and i mean it's a movie there's gonna be the big epic battle scene obviously but they have people in vr running around because the whole thing's about vr right and we know what VR works like. We have it. In fact, we have very similar VR to what exists in that world. In that world. Uh, we just don't have things like haptic suits and shit like what they got. Yet. Yeah, we <laughs> yeah. will. I guarantee you we will. Someone's working on it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, but they had people in VR and the and like it bugged me at first when I first watched the movie too, but it really, really, really stuck out this time. So people are in VR doing things, and then it cuts to them in the real world, and there's like a unit of people running down the street like this, like with their like they're holding a gun, and then it cuts to them in VR, and they're also running in the same formation, and I'm like, that's that that's not how that works well it could work that way (laughs) that would be really stupid But more than likely not but and the thing is like i when i first watched it the first time i thought that was just like a little like teehee it's funny but the problem is they do it again and again and again and again through Mm -hmm. the whole fucking movie so like someone's climbing up over the ledge of a cliff and then it cuts to them and like they then they climb up over this ledge and then they jump up on top of it and start shooting someone and it cuts to them in the real world and they climbed up over their couch and i'm like that the, the that, couch isn't isn't necessary that, that's not how that works like well and and also like it, it, they wouldn't necessarily like i'm pretty sure they could feel the difference you know what i mean like they wouldn't you yeah. wouldn't climb their couch yeah yeah it it just I, like if they did that once or twice, like as like a cute little like teehee. Yeah, exactly. But but it, but it, they do it constantly. It's just that that shoving a, a shoving a unique thing in yeah. someone's face, and, yeah. and you can tell that it's them trying to explain the concept of VR to people who don't understand how the fuck it works. But mm-hmm. but that's a but but then they're just creating misconceptions. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and and like another thing, for example, is like there's this big epic thing where there's this you know suddenly a video is getting live streamed across the globe kind of situation, and it shows just people standing in the street with VR headsets on watching this, and I'm like, no. That get out the way. <laughs> that isn't at all how that works. Like, and, and then like none of this happens in the book either, because like in the book, the whole point of the VR is that nobody fucking goes outside because outside is awful. Yeah. 
right? So why are you doing, why are you playing VR games outside? outside? The, the thing that always caught me is it's more like the way VR would work 20 years from now versus the 60 years from now it's supposed to be and the world hasn't or has actually gone to it, shit. Well, and even then, why outside? <laughs> why not outside? Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not packing up to go to the park to play Vive games. Sure you are, because now you can get sun and your virtual disc golf in. Can, can you imagine no. how much of a fucking dweeb you'd look out in the middle of a sunny day in the park wearing VR goggles? Uh, Tal, uh, Google Glass. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's right there. there. You know what? I, I've... From the description, because I've never seen it. So from the description, I feel as though they've depicted a Back to the Future-esque version of VR, where we actually have VR. So it's no different than in Back to the Future when they depicted, obviously, futuristic things that we didn't have yet. And now that we have them, we're like, those don't work like that. So they sort of depicted a past version of a current technology yeah would seem sort of like like in the future like back to the future did right yeah. like look at this like it and you just like when it when it doesn't work like that when you actually have it you, well, you can actually be like and the other thing that the no. ready player one movie did that bugged me as well was um there there's this whole thing with the uh uh loyalty centers it's not a spoilery thing either. Like, uh, it's a theme in the book that, like, companies have the ability to basically put people into indentured servitude to pay off debt, right? If you're super in debt to a company, you can't just claim bankruptcy. Basically, what they do is they abduct you and put you to work until you pay off your debt, right? It's sort of like uh, like a modern version of the company store situation, Right. Uh, do you know what that is at all? No. Um, back in the day in mining America, uh, what would happen is that the mining corporation would pay you in m like that mining company's money. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That, that was makes... only good at the company store. Ah, uh, okay, that and, makes sense. And it was, uh, and you'd end up in debt to the company store, and you'd never be able to get out of debt, and because you'd never you'd be able to leave. Be... Right. It, it's the same sort of situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and, but in it, like in the book, the work they make people do is like tech support, uh, you know, customer service, yeah, like that kind of shit in the movie. What they do is they make people lift objects and move them in VR yeah, which was know, heavy labor in VR is totally. Yeah, uh, they basically have this whole thing where it's like okay, that's like manual labor in VR, and I'm like, that's that's actually, but but isn't that kind of like an oxymoron? Yeah, sort of like it's really stupid. Like, and you know, e even in the book, they talk about how lots of people have jobs in VR, and it's things like virtual escorts or customer service or coders or see that kind of makes sense yeah but not like fucking manual, manual labor. labor in vr hey that... if you need to move a hundred boxes you still need someone to move those vr boxes yeah, but you... they literally have people walking up and like picking stuff up and walking with the thing and putting it down i'm like that none of that works that way 
could could you not just go like run script yeah. box move <laughs> enter? Yeah. Like, well, and especially with the way, and again, this isn't really getting spoilery, but in the way they describe the amount of uh, what they refer to as magical items in the in the books, there there's lots of yeah. all kinds of powers in this place, right? So, you know, sure you'll have areas where you can't magic a box across the room. Yeah, there's also areas where you can't Cybertron a box across the room. Right. But still, in most situations, I'm pretty sure you're going to fucking yeah, well, wizard that box across yeah. the room, right? Not to mention, it, like, th- there's literally an entire thing about there's bots. You have bots to do shit for you. Yeah. You can just hire them. Maybe maybe the point is is that because you're in debt, that manual label in manual manual label. I mean manual labor in VR is so demeaning that But like <laughs> at that point, the amount of like the utils of work that you're getting out of them <laughs> per just the cost to feed and clothe them alone is, is not worth it. Right? That's, it's that's kinda like paying an employee at a fast food joint to turn the lights on. Someone in someone in the chat is like, Hey Joe, can you move that code to the court? It's literally like paying somebody to copy and paste <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like line from text by file line. to text file. Right? It it's just it's I hate You've just invented a whole new genre of jobs for us. <laughs> and well, and the worst part about it too is they make like it's somehow hard. Like people actually grunt when they pick stuff up. It, those haptics have real force yeah, feedback. Well, and that's the thing too is you know, there's this whole thing about the haptics and how they hurt you, but like you can turn it off. You can just turn off the pain part of it that that's one of those things that i've i've always found funny in any virtual reality scenario right star trek tries to you know have a uh, a method to explain it they have safeties that can fail right and that's how their vr can hurt you but in any situation where you have like a force feedback device that could cause pain you need to buy a new one yeah right if if it can do it I mean, and I can understand things like if you get hit with a bullet, you want it to hit you, and some people might want it to hit pretty hard. You want to, like, you know, feel it. Yeah, but you don't want it to bruise you. Yeah. Well, well look at the uh, – so so a good, like, a good example of this is, like, the uh, the original, like, X-Men cartoon from the, from the 90s, uh, their danger room. The danger room had, like, a legit shit is going to mess you up mode for getting better. But until you get better, you get the holographic, like, shitstorm. Like, yeah. that's about it, right? And I can understand wanting to feel those things, but I don't know. Yeah. It's... Uh, like, you know, especially things like the... I can feel what it would be like to get kicked in the nuts feature. <laughs> Why is that a feature? It's It kind of runs along the same line as when movie theaters did that smell vision thing. <laughs> where they were just like... He takes out the garbage, and they just had, like, numbered cards you would take out of the seat, and you would scratch them and sniff them. But, like, I don't think anybody wanted that ever yeah. for anything. Yeah. I don't know. That sounds awful. Is it, it does. But, but it was, like, it was like the, it was the 3D 
the very, the much less successful 3D idea yeah. at that point. Yeah. Where they were like, we got to do something to bring in people to the movies. smell vision Like, there's some features that you just don't need. Yeah. Like, well, and, and another thing, too, is they, they talk about, like, uh, like in the movie, it's just like everyone's sort of like running around in real life doing shit and like climbing on shit, and it makes no sense. Whereas, like in the book, you know, most people just moved around with like controls, right? Yeah. yeah. They you sat in a fucking chair and moved around, and if you were really rich and wanted to, you could get really expensive robotic machinery. That you could strap yourself into and like actually like move around and walk around. Yeah. You know? But even then, uh, if I it's been a while since I read the book, but I'm pretty sure like they even mentioned at the very beginning, he's like, he used an auto run feature. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. He just turned on auto run and then sat there reading a thing as his character ran towards a thing. Yeah. Right, like, which is a hundred percent more realistic. Yeah. Oh yeah. People aren't gonna actually want to run. Like. Yeah. And so, but in the movie, you got like people getting tired and grunting, and like the one guy gets knocked over, and he's like, Ugh! and I'm like, that's stop. No, see, it's force feedback. It's it's hundred percent real. Yeah. Or that the the big thing falls on the group of them, and then you see in real life as all of the machines turn red in a row in sequential order yeah that's the one that bothered me the most is it's like no no they they didn't all log in and then never move out of their little block of existence right yeah i'm sorry that's just not how games work (laughs) also the whole like uh it's a little bit of a spoiler but it's like first five minutes of the movie spoiler no spoilers um i'm well you shouldn't. No we spoilers. Shouldn't, we shouldn't spoil anything. It's the first. Okay, fine. I no know. spoilers. I know. I'm just saying, like, especially considering that movie like starts off after chapter like nine. Yeah, <laughs> in the book. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, I guess they, they just sort of but... summarize up. They just sum up. I was going to talk about how to know. beat the race. Yeah. No. Don't. <laughs> okay. Last time on Ready Player One. Like, they yeah. just sort of like... Da, 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 also, da. the whole thing about Og in the movie bugged me. And I'm like, so what? Was he just online? Yeah. 24-7? Forever. Constantly? Yep. Forever. And had advanced database lookup features? On- honestly, though, you got to think if something like that existed, there would be a person that absolutely was online Oh, to be oh, fair, yeah. most people were online 24-7. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it seemed to be like, like it, In the book, they actually talk about how pretty much you live in VR. Yeah. The Oasis yeah. is your life, and real life is what you have to come back to, because if you don't, you'll die eventually. Yeah. yeah. Real life is what you do to sustain yourself. Real life basically becomes the video game, and the video game became, becomes your real life, effectively. Yeah. So in your so, off time, you... Yeah, it, so it's things like there's, uh, there's places people can go where it's, it's a hotel, basically. Away from it, Well, your... it's an apartment, right? You get an apartment, and it's just a room, and in the room is your VR station, bed, and shower, and, ba- and, and toilet, and that's it. That's it. I understand that. That's yeah. like, yeah, it would be the because if if you and, spend ninety percent of your and, time, and, and it's like, man, I'm getting hungry, and you just go into your menu and you're like, order pizza, go, 
and then you just keep playing, and then you get like a notification, your pizza's here, and then you log out real quick, walk to the like feed tray door you have in your door, and get your pizza. It would it would kind of actually remind me of, um, so kind of what would escalate from the if any of you haven't seen it, but the first episode of Black Mirror. I haven't seen any of it yet. It would very okay. much like progressively go that way from the first episode. Which one was that? It was the Star Trek. I can't remember what the the like their satirical like version of Star Trek was or their oh, like Oh, the with the yeah, VR yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's what that's what that would escalate to effectively. Yeah, I think that people were see, like the second they were done work plug in like yeah. right away and, and see that type of vr makes more sense with people like being oh no because De- you're like yeah, you're like brained into the system yeah, yeah. You're, you're physically like you're basically dead body and almost like like shadow run like deck in like, yeah through through neural yeah like neural connection yeah much much more than because it's not like your body or a suit that's making you take damage You've convinced your brain that you took a bullet to the chest. And even then, I'm positive there would be, like, code to stop your your brain from freaking the fuck out. At least you'd hope. Oh, well, like, you can't really... I wouldn't see something like that become mass I read a book when I was a little kid uh, way back in the day. About something like that, and it was melt. It was like there was a virus in the game that was like melting people's brains. Uh, fucking uh, Gemini game. Did you ever read that? No, no, but I feel like I've heard of that. Oh, fuck, it's been year. I want to go back and read it because do it. Gemini game book. Who wrote that? This is like old Scholastic shit. Uh, Run on the Scholastic school bus. There it is. Okay, so Gemini game, it, yeah, it's like this whole VR thing. It looks really familiar, actually. And well, it does look kind of familiar. Yeah, it was um, Andrew McMeal Publishing. Yeah, it was done like you know. You remember those like Scholastic book fairs? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's oh, it's definitely. one of those books. Oh, where you order from the the from sheet? the catalog? Yeah. yeah, and you get like the that's like the two sided sheet, and you just sort of check mark stuff. Yep. Written by someone named Michael Scott. I'm still thinking about Andrew McMeal because that sounds like a McDonald's character. I, I feel like, I feel like Gemini Game is basically the precursor book to all of this shit. Gemini <laughs> Game took took what was uh, Snow Crash, made it kid friendly, added added more brain melty shit and then i'm pretty sure that uh the writer of ready player one took that took similar ideas and went let's make more stuff with this i just can they please just like republish gemini game with like a little one of those like little pointed stickers on it that says like now with like 35 percent more brain melting because <laughs> i i love like because that used to be an actual hook for people to buy stuff so if people could use that comedically in books, I would probably be more inclined to buy them without having actual value like that. Where they're being like now 20% larger or some bullshit like that. Yep. 
Anyway, we've been rambling on about this for a while. Was there anything anybody wanted to talk about? Um, well, I don't know. I'm sure. I don't know. Do you have a thing? Uh, I don't. I don't. Um, Not a lot has happened. I actually. don't have a thing as usual. Uh, there's there's a thing there's a thing we could all talk about, which I thought was kind of cool. Well, it's well, okay. So cool, cool is not necessarily the word I wanted to use, uh, but I think a interesting an interesting topic for discussion. We'll call it. Okay. All right. So uh, I figure a lot of people, um, I imagine, would. Uh, have probably heard of this story. I found it was pretty popular, um, but I kind of wanted to like get some different opinions and um, and discussions on it. But uh, did anybody hear about the poacher that was eaten by a pride of lions? I think so. R- roughly, I I feel like that that's actually kind of really poetic. <laughs> Um, so, exactly. So, uh, evidently, uh, near Kruger National Park, uh, in South Africa, uh, I guess, uh, the, the man, so, like, the story, like most news stories, (laughs) uh, have warped a few times. Evidently, he was there hunting, uh, I can't remember what the initial animal, I tried to find the article, but I, I couldn't find the original animal they said he was there to kill, uh, but then eventually it changed uh, and became the fact that evidently he was a trophy hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he broke into this park or came into this park, uh, somehow had a rifle on him, a whole bunch of ammunition. And uh, he was there to kill an original, originally kill this animal. But then they said he was trying to kill uh, lion cubs and uh, he got eaten by a pack of lions. Oh, because they, well, they stalked him and found him and killed him. I, I feel like... As lions want to do. Yeah. And what you, you know what, like, you, you mess with tigers, you're going to get covered in yellow hair. That's that's just... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if that quite gets uh, gets across the uh, severity of the situation. <laughs> that's, it's like, I use that a lot because it's my favorite quote from Duckman ever. <clears throat> Because he's obviously referring to himself as the tiger, um, but <laughs> which makes a little more sense. But yeah, so I guess he was uh, he was some trophy hunter, and uh, yeah, he got murdered by a pack of lions. Uh, I guess that um, so it's a private nature reserve, uh, and I guess they it was uh, their their little article wrote uh, Ingwalala private nature reserve in South Africa was shaken with the screams of a man who was attacked and killed by a pride of lions. Uh, and this is a private game reserve near the Kruger National Park. Uh, before the lions were dispersed with the help of gunshots, they had eaten most of the body, barring the head, which was untouched. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, like, eerie, I'd that's, say. That's one of those sites that, as a like as a ranger or something, you just you never want to see and you're never going to forget. No. So... So they basically, this is kind of the interesting, the interesting part of this is that, A, I mean, as you said, it's fairly, it's like. Fairly poetic. Fairly poetic. The fact that a poacher gets murdered by a bunch of lions and they're like, you know, we didn't necessarily like he didn't kill anything while he was there. So is he really a poacher? And then other people are like, you know. He snuck into a private nature reserve with weapons. 
Yeah. So probably a poacher. Probably a poacher. And people are kind of arguing both ways, which I understand why. But, you know. I mean, okay. It's not fair to assume. But on but the other I'm hand. But I'm going to assume. If, if, somebody, if somebody smashes the door, smashes the window to a jewelry store, comes in with a balaclava and a bag, <laughs> and smashes all the cabinets... But and gets then, caught by police yeah. before he's able yeah. to steal then jewelry. Slips and stabs himself on a chunk of glass. Yeah, we can't and dies. call a thief. Yeah, we we can't possibly know the motivation yeah. behind <laughs> behind that crime. Oh, so oh, this is kind of cool. So I didn't I didn't know about this part, but I guess police initially thought that this guy was actually uh, maintenance for the reserve. They originally thought he was like this guy that, which is crazy because you figured they'd know, like somebody would have a picture or something of him. But I guess the guy, like the maintenance guy just showed up and they were like, oh, it's not you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. You weren't eaten by lions. I know. It's like, it's like, no, the maintenance guy's dead. Hey, what are you guys doing over here? Like just shows up incognito. (laughs) Like. And they were like, yeah, yeah, he, he snuck into a private nature reserve with a gun. It's not the maintenance guy. I mean, <laughs> like, this, is the just... same, this, this is the same attitude I have to people who sneak into, you know, into parks or stuff after night and get hurt. You know, you shouldn't have been doing this in the first place, regardless of your intentions. No, not at all. And like, that's, I'm sorry, that's a stupid idea. Like, it's a private nature. Like, anywhere... That is that is the nope zone. If mm-hmm. there is if there is actually more than zero lions, you should not want to sneak into a place. I have the same attitude towards people who keep like tigers and lions and shit as pets privately. That's a bad idea. It's a terrible idea. It, it you know, just, I I get like okay, research purposes. All right, what is it? Um, uh, what was it like? Uh, the, like the grizzly man. Okay, so, uh, like, the grizzly man, okay, befriended a bear for, like, all these years, and then just one day it was, like, saw a moment of weakness and ate him. Yep. Yeah. And I was like... And that's the problem. Yeah, because it, it is, in fact, a wild animal, yeah. and it is, in fact, not necessarily your friend. <laughs> like, you're right, just I the, mean, think about the you're number just of... The, you're just the food that gives it more food. Think about the number of house cats that have, like, I was gone just about bat to say... shit on your leg for no reason... Now you want it to be 500 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not only that, it's like, you know, people talk about, like, cats and dogs and stuff. And there's this whole thing about, like, if you die, if the owner of a dog dies, the dog will mourn the death of the owner and, like, stay by them. Mm -hmm. If the owner dies of a cat. I know. I was just about to say. The cat will basically start eating them almost immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> if a if a house cat is willing to do that, like. But you want to domesticate and now you want, a tiger, yeah, and now you want your house cat to be able to decide to eat you when you're still alive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. 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 Like <laughs> cats just... are already assholes. Why do you want it to be an asshole that can overpower you? Y- yeah. No. It just. <laughs> It's there's times, honestly, like, you know what? I get it's in the name of entertainment, but it's no different than those guys that are like, look at me. I'm going to put my head in this crocodile's mouth. And 
And there was, I think there was like the perfect example on Tosh.0 where he's like, I'm going to play this video. And everyone already knew what was going to happen because everyone has seen the guy puts his head in the mouth of a crocodile video. Everyone, even yeah. people that have never had access to the internet. There's, there's children in third world countries that are like, yeah, that guy. Like everyone yeah, knows. Everyone's him. seen this. And he just, he plays a video and he's like, he's like, we all know, but just watch. And the video, like, there's a dead silence. And the video goes on for a good, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> this guy's just being like, and it's just, his head's there. And, and he's, a, he's just like, no, 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 no. He's like, it's going to happen. Just watch. And, it, and he even just, like, cuts the silence. Just be like, no, 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 no. Just, just, just keep watching. <laughs> and then they, and they watch for another, like, 20 seconds. And then it's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> like, and the, <laughs> yeah, the crocodile bites down on his head and starts trying to death roll and whipping his body around. And I'm like, we all knew it was going to happen. But yep. the hook, like, everyone's, everyone's like, shh, shh, quiet, quiet. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, like everyone knows. Don't, <laughs> don't fuck with wild animals. I just, but yeah, like they, like how many? The how re, many like, psi is a crocodile's jaw. Like, do you do you want to deal with crazy. that shit? Like, it, it's. I thought it was like six hundred pounds that they can clamp down with. It's it's something it's something unbelievable, and I I understand it's for entertainment purposes. But even like, look at the guys. So look at the guys from Jackass, right? They did. Um, uh, they did that one where Johnny Knoxville did the disappearing man. So they had a backdrop. <laughs> this is a very, very, very unfortunate title. Crocodiles have strongest bite ever measured. Hands-on tests show. <laughs> <laughs> this is National Geographic. Are we sure it's not hands-off tests? <laughs> yeah. That is a... That is a very, very... Uh... So are you saying jackass backdrop? Oh, so, so jackass... Uh... I'm sorry. That just made me. That just made me think of that Rational Geographic Family Guy skit <laughs> oh, where they were like, "Okay, so it's 3,700 pounds per square inch." Yeah, yeah, much more than 500. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what that translates into. Like, what that could crush. Like a lot. Sure, it's organic material crushing. Yeah. something. But Ver I want to know. This is versus a tiger, which is about a thousand psi. Oh my god! It's that much more, more than yeah. three times. A human tops out at two hundred. Oh my god! And getting bitten by people sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <Could> you imagine <laughs> that Like when someone bites you, you're not just like, oh, you're not a crocodile. Yeah. Sorry. Like, dude, that's a that's that's like a one point five ton fucking hydraulic press. Yeah, that's. That's you're not gonna know, and that's on your head, <laughs> like on your head. Yeah, like, right, that's the thing is, I wouldn't want my head in anything that could do that to me, machine or alive. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fifty feet away watching that show of the crocodile, and I'm be I like, mean, is this glass bulletproof? Like, I'm not gonna be anywhere. I mean, the it. the rule really follows that, like, don't put things where you wouldn't put your dick. No, it, yeah. it's true. Honestly, I would get a restraining order against that crocodile before going to that show. Like, I don't want to be anywhere near something that has 3,700 PSI to crush me with. Yeah. It's just, that's just not a, um, that's not a thing. Like the ballsy zookeepers at the, uh, what is it, the Greater Vancouver Zoo? They actually feed the lions and tigers there. And, which is cool to watch. But like, seeing these ballsy zookeepers, and don't get me wrong. I'm sure at some level, 
the lions and tigers go, I know I get food from this person, so maybe I won't maul them yet. Yeah. yeah. We like get I said, you're just regularly. the food that gives them more food. But but they get fed regularly enough that they don't go into survival mode and yeah. go literally anything that I can that I can maul mm-hmm. will now be my next meal. So I'm sure they take that into account that they're like, we will feed them and feed them well and make them sleepy and docile like most of us get after buffet <laughs> so that chasing <laughs> prey down is not an option. They would yeah. rather be like, I'll wait for tomorrow for breakfast. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not going to chase that thing. Like, um, so se- Seriously. I did have another thing that I wanted to mention real quick as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mention, mention it. Yeah. Yeah, 10 seconds. So uh, <laughs> you exactly you, you've all heard of uh, manspreading. We, we, kind of. That's <laughs> the really not flattering way to sit, isn't it? It's, it's that whole thing that uh, uh, people are upset about where guys sit with their legs open. Uh, I thought it was a milky substance made by Kraft. Uh, n- <laughs> no. That sounds even worse. Mmm, <laughs> manspread on toast. Uh, no, manspreading is this thing where people sit down on the subway and have their Just... legs apart, you know, in the way that is comfortable because of hip and bone structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> right. Also, like... genital- genitalia. 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 Yeah. That um, sounds like a flower. Uh, well, there's a... Uh, there, there's a new spreading that people are oh, uh, I know are, are concerned about right now. There's a new kind, and I agree with. It is a heinous crime, <laughs> <laughs> and it needs to be stopped. Okay, and that is plug spreading. I don't think I want to. N- to <laughs> the, the use of these gigantic piece of shit. Wall wart, multi plug taking electronic device plugins. <laughs> Plugs. You spreading. know the one. Oh yeah. Uh, the one any that, cord the, that ends in a black box. The the one where no matter how you plug it in or how many of those uh extras like uh, how many of those fucking bariatric outlet things on your yeah. power bar you have specifically for them no matter how those are laid out they always take up at least 3 Two. fucking outlets <laughs> have you seen what my my uh my outlets underneath my desk look like no they're power squids oh because that's the only f- fucking way yeah the, you the can get way. a arrangement of not six power bars in a in yeah. you know daisy chained together yeah. <laughs> and, and and like there, there's an actual article written about this <laughs> like, like this, is a, this is an it actual is the bane movement. of existence because here's the thing do you know what electronics manufacturers know exactly how big and how spread out <laughs> the plugs <laughs> on a wall of a standard North American fucking home is. <laughs> yep. They know this information. There is literal fucking code behind it. It's not optional. Uh, so why? Why is it that they design their outlets to seemingly purposely fucking take up... Not just as much space as possible, because they do. They're small. 
but they purposely lay them out to take up the least convenient space possible, <laughs> which is the all the other outlets. You, you know why? It's because they have direct investment into uh, power supply yeah. companies. And, and Lord fucking help you if you've got one of those like six jack like wall cover things because oh, then instead of just taking up the two that are there <laughs> it takes, it up, takes like up four, four. <laughs> jesus christ and of course all of these p boxes are uh are polarized so you can't just flip them upside down yeah like they have to go in the right which way. is stupid because a full bridge rectifier is really fucking easy to make i uh i just feel so this is and and because of my job, I actually encounter this scenario like daily, ninety percent of the time. And you know what it is? Oh look, all these convenient, single plug, beautifully organized, um, uh, plugs for for all the respective devices fit so nicely into this power bar. Oh look, there's one slot left open. I'll just plug in this brick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like and it's just like ah, I now have to remove four cords. Look at this one. Fucking and, you know, and the worst part is too that when it takes up those four slots, it's not even like you can fit one of the small two prong little plugs in because it's literally just that like one millimeter too large. So your option is like like to unplug it and then plug in a new power bar and plug everything into the new power bar with like your wall wart hanging off the have, bottom of it or you like have it like jammed in there at, an, like angle. at an angle like this have you ever watched the um angry video games nerd review on i think it's the 32x no he's going on about because he's talked about the genesis and the sega cd and now he's on to the 32x right okay which is the last part of that trio yeah and he's talking about the black boxes that he hates because i mean have you ever seen his basement he has like 900 consoles yep and basically power is his you know worst nightmare yep and he's like yeah i'm gonna plug this into a power bar so you know it's a common power bar so you plug in one you plug in another and all six slots are gone <laughs> and I still have another block to plug in. <laughs> it's right? so fucking stupid. And the thing is, right? Do you know how easy it would be to just like buy a double-ended plug and you just plug in one and plug into the wall? But no one makes them. Oh, do you know how easy it would be just to, instead of having the wall wart, have the little black box thing hanging off a cord yeah like you just move it six inches up the fucking cable yeah my i think i think my favorite like my favorite ideal behind this is just how how many people are unaware of how many things get plugged in the situation i've been in where i'm like okay you have 13 devices here i need to plug in two i'm like do you have a power bar no <laughs> did you just will fucking electricity into these devices <laughs> how did you get by yeah. with two outlets this turns out they've time. just been splicing cables off the mains the whole time i'm just like it's just like literally twisted on the plug no but like realistically i'm just like how have you how do you not have a power yeah. bar like that's the thing is like with the wall wart literally take that little box Move it three inches down the cable and give me a little, little three inch Up plug area, right? Yeah, that I can just plug in. Why yeah. is that not 
a fucking thing. And they, they used to. And collect- I don't mean the like sixteen foot long <laughs> power cables that people will give you instead, where it's like, oh, we're not doing a wall wart. We're giving you this fifty foot long extension cord <laughs> to the little black box, and then another six feet. Of fucking cable. People who think that your computer and your, like, monitor are in different rooms yeah. for some reason. Like, you know what I'm talking about? The one where no matter how much you wrap that thing up, you still got, you, you <laughs> end up like a, with a bundle, <laughs> like, foot, eight inches a around. A foot long of cords. <laughs> that's just, like, bundled up and twisted. And then you gotta zip tie it and then figure out how to cut the zip tie if you're, and not nick the cord. I still think my favorite is, oh, look at this tiny little Oh, look at this little tiny little... Oh, there's the end. That's nice. Okay, that goes into the equipment. Oh, look, and there's this spaghetti-thin wire. And it's a decent length. Like, yeah. gives you enough. That's that's perfect. And then you get to the... Like, the fucking brick <laughs> that is the size of a bowling ball that goes into the outlet. And I was like... Why? Why is all your size diminishing? Like for for the for the actual plug-in, in? and then this fucking spaghetti strand of cord, and then you just you put all the heft into the part that goes into the wall outlet. That not, you have no you have no control over not, the size of your outlets. Not to mention like, the when you get those power bricks that are like the one on the fucking Xbox, that the, the like. The oh, fucking the, the middle bit. Oh, it's it's so like the huge. size of a fucking Wii. At, at, li- <laughs> at least, at least they put. At least you don't plug that into the fucking outlet. Like I at w- least it's. I wouldn't be cord. surprised if one day I, someone releases a thing with a wall wart the size of a fucking Xbox. Just like you just get it, and it's just got like the three prongs coming off it, and you're just like. The fuck am I supposed to do with this? Can't actually fit it between the ground and your wall <laughs> yeah. socket. Like, yeah. uh, like I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get rich because here's the thing. You know what all those plugs have? That little hole in them? That, that hole can be used to hold the plug in a thing. So I'm just going to release a bunch of three-inch long little cables where you clip it in and it actually has the clip. So it clips into the hole and holds it, and you just plug it into the fucking wall with a little three-inch cord. Yeah, and that'll it. be the thing. Fuck me. That that or just like a little connector, like maybe I don't know, maybe three little three-inch rectangular tube that you can just plug into the socket and then plug your fucking massive brick into, <laughs> so it just floats above like the fucking god <laughs> of cords as it is, and just sort of looks over its subjects that are in the <laughs> that are in the power bar already. Like, the, the one addition I'll make to this conversation is, while I hate the, what did you call them, wall warts? Yeah. Right? Any of those boxes are awful, but they're worse when people try to get clever with them. Oh. You're like, we're gonna give you the box. But we're going to turn the, the prongs oh. 45 degrees. Oh, why? Yeah. And it's like, but but, but now, now I'm getting torque we're now on like, my wall yeah. socket. And now it doesn't fit with all the other not 45 degrees ones. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the, the greatest invention ever made is the is, in fact, the 360 de- degree spinning outlets on a power bar. Yeah. The actual outlet. Mine has that, and I'm just like, that goes there. That goes there. That goes there. That goes there. My, and the one I have under my desk, the the sockets actually rotate. Yeah, so you can yeah put it here. Or, yeah, which no. is brilliant. Like, but but you know what? You know when they're I, mass manufacturing, those, I shouldn't have 
to design a fucking sprinkler system <laughs> out of my goddamn An oscillating power bar. Yeah, like Jesus Christ! It just rotates. Not to, keep to mention, out of sync. like it's not fucking hard to convert one twenty volt AC to five volt DC or nine volt DC. It's really not difficult. Tell that to manufacturing costs. I like it. It's not at all hard. Like, and here's the other thing too. Here, here's another piece. Of... We get made fun of for that sentence, by the way. Yeah, we do. Um, none of them are standardized. No, none of them. Mm-mm. Not, not even a little bit. Mm-mm. To the point where I have three revisions of the Sega Genesis. <laughs> do Do you know what all of them have? Different power cords? Different power cords. And worse, not just different boxes, but different uh, uh, console connecting ends, too. Yeah. So the barrel jack is different. So on the uh, on my first Genesis, which was the late model, like the version 2, the smaller one, uh, the uh, it's outside positive, inside negative. On the old version, it's outside negative, inside positive. And there's a swap between two of the versions between 9 volt to 10 volt. (laughs) (laughs) Which means if you use the wrong cord in them, fry them. And the barrel jacks don't fit between the three. Yep. It's so fucking stupid. That's one of the things I loved about Nintendo for the longest time was the... Uh, the Super Nintendo, the N64, and the GameCube all used the same video adapter. Yeah, which was brilliant. Right? It was the same plug on all three of them. And I think it was the same power for two of them, at least. I, I Not the 64. That had The 64 solved the power box problem by making you plug it into the 64. Mm-hmm. Which was still better than plugging it into the wall. Oh yeah, with that huge like yeah, right. The, 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 like the, the whole big back thing of it. connects into the back of the sixty four itself. Basically, it's a giant half moon sized thing about this big that basically injects itself into the whole back of the sixty four. Yeah, and so that's the back the of sixty four is this gigantic cavernous hole. Unless you've got your power adapter <laughs> plugged in, you, you know what is in the cord world. You know what is actually Satan? Round, round, and square round. If I find the motherfucker that decided that these people over here will be round round and these people over here What the fuck is round round and square round? You know the infinity connector? Plugins that go like this and plugins that go like this. Oh. And it's the same fucking cord with a different end because shapes are fun. No, I'll, I'll tell you why they do that. There is a reason. Because they're dickheads. No, it's because uh, in some devices, they decided not to put a full bridge rectifier. So the polarity of the electricity is apparently important. Ah. Yeah. Technically, if you plug it in backwards, you will pop something. See, but the the problem is, the problem is I don't believe them. But then put. Because it's fucking AC that you're plugging into. And also. Alternating fucking current. Current. As in. It's not unidirectional. Mm-hmm. Like it, you know what though? It, it just some some fucking just just having one. Like I know it's never going to be one, but have three 
different styles don't have 70 fucking million. Yeah. It's just like, but every company just wants to be a unique snowflake, and it's just so frustrating. But every company can just do it better. Yeah. See, That's why. the thing is, <laughs> at least with Apple, with their unholy <laughs> fucking wall wart for their MacBooks, had the decency to give you the option of having it cabled instead of plugged directly into the fucking wall. I don't think you've ever plugged one of those directly into a wall. <laughs> yeah, because they're unholy abominations. That like they're not even the biggest. Like they they're not they're, big. They're but at they, least slim. They're, they stick out six fucking inches, and they're weird and square in the wrong direction. So you I have mean, like, I the the thing is, you can actually plug shit in beside them. Yeah, because they're narrow. <laughs> unlike any of the black shit, that's like no. Where, where I'm they gonna take, take up where they six take, spots. Where they take up the where other companies would take the six inch by six inch square and put the plug right in the yeah, middle. Right of in it. the middle, <laughs> like. Three inches in from all sides. But again, at the very least, Apple had the decency to give you the option to pull that thing off. And throw it away. And throw it in the garbage where it belongs and use a cable. Because, holy God. They're, why? Why would anybody uh, use that? Like, that, that's what we're using on the MacBook right now. On, on the studio? Oh, did I not give you uh, no. an extension? Okay. Well, I <laughs> it's, have like it's three lying around. It's wall warded into the fucking <laughs> look how, look how <laughs> power bar. He is about it. right now. It uh, it's it is. You need to start a campaign. Yeah. To to end wall warts. End wall warts. I'm gonna I'm gonna run for PM. And that's going to be my campaign. That's going to be your campaign. If I become prime minister, I will eliminate this garbage. <laughs> you, you know what? And you know what would happen? Is literally everyone would be like, yeah, yeah, right there. Yes, yes, yes. You don't even have to become PM because clearly being a prime minister gets nothing done. You, <laughs> you know what does get shit done? What? Literally put on social media, hashtag Wallgate. You will get, you will get so much support, so oh, much support. All you need is merch. Throw it at fucking children, fucking and merch. watch it. And honestly, that's it. It will fucking explode. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's it. That's it. Uh, just, just, just give it to the. Just, just let the the new generation do all your work for you. Yeah, that's all you need. Right. I well, think it's time for car. It is. And then it's time for email. Yep. And then it's time for bed. Okay. Deb. No, not Deb. Why Dab. Not? Why not? Because I said so. No, don't. I, I, Please are don't. We are we dabbing? No, don't. don't. D only a dab will do you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Carr, and tonight we're going to talk about space. So, a little while ago we actually talked about... Uh, sort of how silly it was that Trump was actually basically wanting to create space marines. Um, now, for those of you who may or may not play or be familiar with the 40K universe, the entire idea seems a little bit amusing, but it's a little bit more mundane than that. We're not going to be genetically engineering super soldiers with bolt guns anytime soon. Anyway, uh, what it's actually been is, is the proposition to create a new branch of the American Armed Forces. Uh, so right now, if you're not familiar, of course, the uh, United States has an army a Navy, an Air Force, uh, the Marine Corps, 
and then the Coast Guard and the, I mean, the reserves are kind of into all those other branches. But those are the, the five big ones is your Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. Um, now, for a long time, if you're familiar at all with, with history, is the Air Force is a relatively new thing. Uh, the Air Force as an independent branch of the United States military actually didn't exist until... Um, Actually, after World War II, if memory serves, it used to be that uh, the Air Force was two branches. Uh, it used to be a part of the Army, so for any of the aircraft that were based on land uh, or that would be supporting the Army in their operations primarily, was part of the United States Army Air Force. And then you had the naval part, so the naval aviators, folks that would fly off of aircraft carriers and the like, and they were actually specifically a part of the Navy. Now, nowadays, the Air Force in general is its own branch of the military. And in a lot of other countries in the world, that's the same case as well, as people realize that planes and strapping large explosives onto them and then dropping them on other people makes for a rather effective military tactic. And so, you know, the idea of an Air Force kind of catch or caught on. Um, now, for the British, they had their own separate Air Force going into World War II. Um, and, I mean, they were the first ones to kind of realize that, hey, if we put machine guns on a biplane, this works. Where am I going with this? My point is, is that the structure of the armed forces of various countries in the world has evolved as the world around them has evolved. Um, now, while naval aviators are still part of the Navy in America, the Air Force actually has a very, very broad sort of responsibility uh, in what they need to take care of. Uh, right now, nowadays, uh, the American Air Force, and I'm sure that this holds fairly true for most of the, of the other air forces in the world, is they're responsible not only for, of course, the maintenance of planes and bombs and bombers and their actual air bases and all that stuff. They also have, by extension, become responsible for the satellites for the all the various you know whether they're spy satellites or gps or uh all those other things those have all become part of the air force any of the military part of space stuff right now is a part of the air force now with that one of the sort of the chief propositions of creating this space. I'm looking to, you know, past the laugh, I actually started looking a little more to this as to how ludicrous this actually was. And I realized it's not entirely ridiculous. Now, nowadays, we have got a lot more junk floating around the planet than we did back at the beginning of the Cold War. We've got a lot more than just Sputnik up there going beep, beep, beep all day long. Uh, everything from your TV You've got satellite internet, you've got GPS satellites, more than could probably be counted at this point. Uh, we've got uh, just data satellites for just good old-fashioned transmission of information. Um, and, you know, there is now that things like SpaceX and things like that are starting to catch on a little bit more. They're, of course, pointing out the fact that there could be other things up there soon. Space tourism. Potentially, if we get to the point where it's actually cheaper to send large amounts of things, you know, across the planet in space, as opposed to just airmail or uh, by ship, then that might start to catch on as well. To say nothing of the, you know, science fiction wet dream of actual colonization. Now, one of the actual supporters for the idea of this 
you know, Space Force is the current head of NASA, um, Jim Bridenstine. Now, he is an appointee by Trump, so I, I need to absolutely put that out there right now. So naturally, he's probably a little bit predisposed to the whole idea of anything that Trump does because, you know, Trump picks lackeys like that. However, this guy does have qualifications to be the head of NASA. He is a former astronaut. Uh, he is uh, politically connected, so he understands the political side of, you know, getting NASA its funding, things like that. And one of the reasons that he is supporting the idea of a separate branch of the military uh, for space uh, goes to the idea of, of how much we already use it. And much like back in the Age of Sail, so the 16th, 17th century, when you started to have colonies popping up all over the place and you had people shipping things, not just around Europe, but and into the Mediterranean, but also, you know, across the Atlantic, some enterprising individuals with some fast ships and a couple of cannons realized that, hey, we can raid these boats and take their stuff and take them for ourselves, to which the Royal Navy and the French Navy took exception to. Uh, and they decided, well, no, because we have larger ships with more cannons. So fuck off. Those are our traders. And uh, Bridenstine is kind of doing the same sort of example in that in order to be able to properly and effectively protect all of the stuff that is already in space, right? Again, GPS and data and things like that, you need to be able to properly defend it like we used to defend trade routes back in the Age of Sail and with pirates and all of that stuff. Um, and so, you know, that's a, that's a fair point actually as well. Again, if we were to ever start to colonize properly, right. Even if it is just something as simple as, you know, a shipyard on the moon or starting to put up mining bases in the asteroid field or whatever else that that may start to look like all the stuff that I've already kind of talked about before with my, my ardent hope that, this whole either space tourism or, uh, you know, another actual colonizable planet is a thing, um, catches on because if there is profit in it, then companies will dive in again, like they did back in the colonial days, right? If you can make something worth someone's while, then someone's going to be willing to invest in it. The railroads, highways, things like that. Because right now, let's face it, down here on planet Earth, everyone is so busy dealing with their own shit, like, you know, tariffing one another's gherkins, um, that there's not a lot of public money right now and, and a lot of political will into space exploration. So right now, it's kind of in the realm of having to be more more corporate or at least more private interests. Um, but if we can already have a, a position of the military that can then protect those things... The risk versus reward on those ventures becomes a lot more profitable as well, because if you've got a chance of your business being ruined by now, again, I'm not saying that immediately there will be space pirates um, as hilariously novel as that idea is, but there are legitimate risks of other governments. Again, we don't have the proper ability to track stuff in space. So if the random, a random satellite suddenly goes missing, goes off the grid, etc., might be tough to see what did that. Um, and again, whether that's your GPS satellite telling you how to not to get lost in another city uh, or your own city, if you're bad enough with directions, uh, or if it's a satellite that was transmitting your banking data, like, you know, putting down your mortgage or something like that, you generally want that stuff to be safe. 
And so when you start thinking about it that way, the idea of having a separate branch of the U.S. military that deals with that does kind of make a little bit more sense. So then the next question I'm hearing is, well, why don't you just make sure that the Air Force is defending that part properly? Because, well, Carr, like you just said about five minutes ago, that's part of the Air Force's jurisdiction right now. You're right. It is. But here's the problem. Because the Air Force has to deal with all of the shit I mentioned, not just space, but all the other stuff about, you know, air as opposed to space, then, well, space stuff gets a little bit low on their budget priority uh, as it's turning out. Uh, and we've seen this actually coming out in budgetary reports and things like that is stuff like space improvements is right down there with, you know, improving the toilets on uh, your average warship in terms of budgetary concerns. And so what these guys, what the uh, NASA administrator has been saying is that, you know, if we make sure that it's a budgetary priority, because if the Space Force is its own department or is its own branch uh, of the U.S. military, then that means that all of the funding that kind of gets shuffled to the very end of the budget in the case of the Air Force or the Navy or whoever else, um, well, then. That'll be the top priority for these guys because that's all they have to worry about in their budget, which means that in general, space will become more well-funded. Now, my geeky hope on that then becomes, well, if it becomes more funded from that side of things, then again, either we're going to see maybe that other countries start investing more in it, which then motivates the United States to invest even more in it, which means that we may end up with another space race just with less, you know, fallout implications. Um, and more, let's all go to the moon. Uh, let's all go to Mars. Then I'm okay with this. Um, I'm, I'm really okay with this actually. Uh, so yeah, I'm, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm, I'm actually kind of okay. If we end up with a U.S. star force or space force or Starfleet or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, it's kind of my thoughts on that today as it was, this story was kind of coming out. So that's all for me for tonight, really. If you have any questions, comments, etc., if you want to hear more about the idea of, you know, Space Force, um, you know, jump into the uh, Unfurled chat or whatnot on Telegram. Uh, of course, you can always fire us an email, us at unfurled.net. But my name is Carr. Enjoy the rest of Unfurled. And then it just goes, ow, you fucking hazard. <laughs> Who died and made you throw CDs, you fucking... Ow! Would you come and sit your ass down so we can do this show and then I can go home? This isn't Ultimate Frisbee! <laughs> Those are not I, necessary. I, 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 found, I found a bunch of CDs Jesus. in a box. I've got World of Warcrafts. <laughs> World of Warcraft. I've got an M-Audio key Oh, station. God, I burned you that. Or in high that's, school. That's my handwriting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's or in high school. Got a bunch of... I should go through those and find out what's on them. It's porn. porn. Yeah, uh, no, it's porn. definitely More porn. World of Warcraft. What's this? Porn. I know, I <laughs> XP <laughs> Enterprise MSDE. Oh, I don't know what that also looks like my Jesus. handwriting. I don't know what MSDE means. Uh, that's the Microsoft Software Development Educational side, I think. And, then, and just a dryer and sheet. Then, and then <laughs> all of my... Keeps uh, them fresh. All yeah. of your old MSDN. Yeah, all hey, of these. It's, hey. Yeah. It's a fucking mess in here. I'm, I'm glad those were valuable. 
They they weren't. No, no they're not. I just you know what? I'm more I'm more Office upset. 2003. I'm more upset that you threw away the dryer sheet. Like that's <laughs> that's still got some use. It keeps the data fresh. Yeah. All of these so, CDs. Do we have email? I can't uh, read it because my phone is at one percent battery. I'm at fourteen percent. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you had one of those discs shatter really good, so now I'm gonna have to go back through YouTube and see how good it looked. Goodness what? Great. What are your discs exploded? Did it? I saw oh. the piece go flying over your head. Okay, this is a. Uh, oh, so it did. We have one. Oh, that was Visual Studio 2008 too. Well, fuck that studio visually. Anyway, um, do you want to read this tell? It's it's our only email and it's pretty beefy. Uh, sure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! What? Yeah. It, it came apart. Yeah, the yeah. actual two pieces of plastic. Two pieces. <laughs> two pieces of plastic. The two pieces of plastic delaminated. I've actually never seen that before. Well, it is Visual Studio, so um, you're That's welcome. pretty cool. Huh. Read the email. Yeah, read the Amal. It's our only Amal. Okay, one second. Oh, sweet. Actually, that looks pretty fantastic. Oh, that's this, awesome. This is amazing dead air. It's, it is amazing I'm dead pulling air. pulling up my email. Dead air. 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 Tell me the fucking email. Greetings! Unfurl. Um, um, you forgot the subject line. Anthrocon shenanigans. Arguably the most important part of any email ever. Okay. <laughs> uh, greetings unfurled. It was suggested that I send in a report from Anthrocon, so here it is. Uh, as best I can recall, feel free to summarize <laughs> due to length. It's not that long. I usually summarize due to length. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's like this big. All went fairly smooth through the weekend. There was a police presence through the entire weekend to keep us safe due to the Antoine Rose protest linked back when Telegram in the Telegram channel that had been happening in the week. So leading up to the con, reports indicated that at one point, two of the officers were witnessed having some fun playing Mario Kart in the video game room. Nice to see that uh, everyone can enjoy themselves at the con. Elevator issues uh, didn't really start up until around Saturday. Surprisingly, I was even caught up in some of it at one point. One of the elevators in the convention center had an issue stopping in its travels when I was using it, along with a few others. The elevator was traveling down to the requested floor where it stopped for a long period of time before it randomly started moving again. The doors opened about an inch before slamming shut and were sent back down partially where th where they opened briefly to a wall before shutting again this went on for a few minutes before we were finally sent down to the bottom floor where everybody promptly evacuated the elevator car to relative <laughs> safety safety the tiki bar was floating up and down the river most of the weekend from what i saw which is best summed up as a bar on a raft pick included here here in Pittsburgh, we also have had the Gateway Clipper boats visit the past few cons to give people a river tour of the area. Notably, there was a pedal-powered bar on the streets, too. This would operate by the patrons using the bicycle pedal while the bartender would steer the contraption around city streets. 
early Sunday morning, around 2 a.m. or so, someone decided to try smoking in the West End, the main hotel for the con, on the 18th floor. As a result, floors 15 to 20 were evacuated. Uh, oh, good. From what I was able to find out, Uncle Kage revealed oh, that they were tracking down the person responsible and they would be slapped with a room charge for any damages and possibly receive a lifetime Ooh. ban from future Anthrocons. Fair. Totally fair. The numbers. Total attendees, 8,407. Fursuits, 1,980. South Hills Pet Rescue Charity Donations, 36,012. That's amazing. Uh, that's all I got. Find at least some... Uh, I hope you find at least some of it to be of interest. Hugs to you all. Zurui. And he did include some pictures. There is... At, wow, there is literally a tiki bar that's just floating down the fucking river. <laughs> oh Look at God. that. It, it's literally just... Oh, my God, that's amazing. It's just a tiki bar. I, I know. And then, the like, even the picture, like, I love how you can still make out all the suits, like, on the... Like, you can make the suits out on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. That's cool. I haven't been to Anthrocon in a long, long time. We should uh, we should try and go. We should just one of these years. That'd be fun. It would be fun if it was like a bunch of us from Calgary. Yeah, went because otherwise it's like yeah, just like one and a then... bunch of people who don't know each other hanging out with a bunch of people who don't know each other, and that's kind of lame. Yeah, and we're a little old to be like those those yeah. cool kids. Hello, fellow children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Steve Buscemi like yeah yeah. Hello, what's up, fellow students? Yeah. Like. <laughs> uh, all right tal well we would take like to out. thank uh omari and scream fox for the logo thank and the music respectively hey, hey tal what can you take us out <laughs> we would also like to thank all of our <laughs> listeners if you're watching in the channel right now uh be sure to hit that subscribe button also the like button subscribe and also like. comment things because it helps our numbers and more numbers help us Number. grow we got a new subscriber which is nice. Thank you just one. Yeah, I I got notified when I logged in. Notification. New new <laughs> subscriber. Um. Big um, thanks to all of our patrons. You help us out a lot. Uh, we are currently struggling with uh, Vox's mic randomly deciding that it struggle needs to be very loud, and very quiet, and makes me sound like a robot. Robots. Yeah. Uh. Also. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at us at unfurl.net. Criticize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise, you can go to unfurl.net, the website. Websites. Uh, where you will find links to our Telegram chat, our Patreon, our Twitter, all of that shit. Chat. As well as a contact form that you can use to send us an email if you prefer to do things that way. Old ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> uh, with that, good night. See you later. And as always, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and as always, enjoy. I don't know. Sorry, we're not foodwishes.com. No. <laughs> no, we're not. Sorry, we're not foodwishes.com. Yeah. Oh, Chef John from foodwishes.com. He's you, pretty great. You came here for fucking unfurled, not for food wishes. So it's your fault. Okay. And um, as always, we love you. We'll miss you. And um, I know it's July, but Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>